let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I want to get into the main story. Also, we got to talk about Gavin Newsom. And the basketball video. And this is, this is your homework if you haven't seen it. Sometime in the next half hour, go uh, <laughs> Google this. It's on Twitter. It's Gavin Newsom trying to show off to these uh, little school kids in China. Uh, just what a great basketball player he was. Lakers won't be and, giving him a call anytime soon. I'll tell you that. And, you know, I, I, I played it over and over again. And I, I will explain exactly what happened. And also, this is a metaphor for his entire personality. But he absolutely crushed this tiny little school kid in China playing basketball. I mean, just flattened the poor guy. He's just such a bozo. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, after 3.30. Um, so last week, the big story was in Maine. Robert Card, former Army reservist. Everyone thought he was on the loose after shooting 18 people to death and also wounding many others 
did his damage at a bowling alley and at a restaurant. And after everybody, uh, all the bodies were collected and either sent to the morgue or sent to the hospital, the whole state of Maine was convulsed with, where is he now? Who's next? And, well, first of all, first part of this is it took the police three times, three times they went through the recycling center where he had been working before they found his dead body. Twice they searched and twice they cleared the recycling center. The body was only discovered after the owner called local police to say that card, uh, you ought to go check the overflow parking lot across the street. There are a lot of trailers there. And so the police went in and discovered the body near the sliding door of an unlocked trailer. It was full of scrap metal and plastic. And they found that Card had shot himself to death. Now, I, I, as we go through these stories, you could see, uh, you know, small town police, not that good. Nobody ever wants to say this, but I always remember that, that in my town, growing up in New Jersey, it was a small suburban town, lower middle class. Most of the people I went to school with were duds. They were. And I remember after I moved out to California and went back to visit my parents, I would now see some of these duds, and they were all p- policemen. I'm just talking about my town, all right? I, I, but, I mean, to be fair, like, one of the, the dimmest wits that I've ever met in my life was now a cop, and he was directing traffic in front of the church, which is probably all he could handle. But the idea that he, he had a loaded weapon on him still chills me. Uh, and what this story, as it progressed all week, laid out is complete government incompetence from the beginning of the story to the end. And by government, I include the local police. I include the, uh, the, the army bureaucracy. I include the psychiatrists who let him out of the mental institution. Just everybody that we pay to be responsible to protect us from a nut like this. Most everybody failed. I mean, universally they failed. Because he, um, he'd wear, all right, Card going back to the recycling center. Uh, it's the main recycling center. Card had worked as a commercial driver for the company, left the job voluntarily last spring. And um, he had serious mental health problems, was seriously paranoid, probably schizophrenic. But the cops keep saying, Well, we don't have a specific motive. The motive was whatever the voices in his head were saying. Whatever impulse he had. That's the motive. It's always babbling about motive. We should know by now that some people are just crazy. They snap. They just get filled with, with anger or paranoia. Or they really do have voices ordering them around. That's it. Card's military reserve commanders were really worried about him because he kept talking about wanting to shoot people up there. He had made threats against his base and fellow soldiers. So they sent him to the psych ward, but only for two weeks. 
And in all the coverage I've read, I, it's, it's no journalist curious about this. Is no political official curious. Is there anyone in the psychiatric industry who can explain this? If you have demons inside you and you want to kill everybody you know or just randomly shoot up the base, randomly shoot up a bowling alley, why would two weeks of psychiatric treatment change those impulses? Like, explain this. I, You know what? I, I, I don't have a degree in any of this. What, what is the rationale for, for letting a guy loose when he's made it clear he wants to kill a bunch of people? I mean, that's how he ended up in there. Nobody ever explains this. Um, Dan, this is really damning. The Maine National Guard had asked local police to check on Robert Card six weeks before the shooting. September 16th. It's the Sagadahawk County Sergeant who had to go and uh, check on Robert Card because the National Guard asked him to. And he, he went there and he called for backup. And he tried to talk to this Robert Card, but um, couldn't, couldn't have a conversation with him. He was told that when he answers the door at his trailer, he usually does so with a handgun in his hand out of view from the person outside. So this is how he greeted people at the door, and the sergeant found this out, so nobody wanted to go in there. Even though... Now, it's funny, the National Guard gave it off to the local police. You needed a different strategy than sending one officer knocking on a door to annoy a killer. Later on, the sergeant learned in a letter from the National Guard that they were worried that Card was going to snap and commit a mass shooting. So they knew this in the middle of May, rather in the middle of September, six weeks before. So the people he worked with, other reservists at the base, knew he was nuts. They called the local police to say he's nuts, he's going to shoot people. In fact, he answers the door with a gun. In fact, we had to throw him off the base because he was threatening to shoot us. In fact, we put him into a psychiatric unit. And then after that, uh, that check on him, that was it. There was no follow-through. That's a complete government failure, nothing else. Just a, a complete, nobody wanted to do, how many people you think between the, the reserve base, uh, his supervisors, his colleagues, the people at the psychiatric ward, the people who work for... Uh, the local police department, the National Guard. How many people do you think knew about this? And ultimately, nothing was done. Um, back in the springtime, Card had begun hearing insulting voices. And they'd only gotten worse. This is what the National Guard told the sheriff's office in Sagatahawk Sahag <laughs> County. On July 15th, near West Point, soldiers had gone to a convenience store to get some beer. In the parking lot, he accused three of them of calling him a pedophile, and he would take care of it. In fact, one of the soldiers who'd been friends with him for a long time, Card got in his face, shoved him, and told him to stop calling him a pedophile. 
but nothing was done. All right, we got to take a break here. John and Ken, KFI. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after... Uh, after uh, 3.30, we're going to do a frame-by-frame analysis of Gavin Newsom uh, crushing a young Chinese boy while showing off what a good basketball player he, Newsom, is. All right? It was, uh, it was, uh, it, you just had to burst out laughing. And it just sums up Newsom's character completely. And it's a metaphor for his existence. And we'll talk about that. And we'll also... Since he's made such a fool of himself in China, his uh, public relations reason for this was to uh, uh, talk about climate change with the Chinese. Uh, he was very excited with Chinese electric cars and wants these partnerships. Well, a Congressman Mike Gallagher, and he's the head of a select committee on the Chinese Communist Party. That's the com- a committee in Washington. And he's written a piece for the Daily Mail, which has detailed all the horrific things that China does to the climate, none of which Newsom has talked about publicly during his trip. I mean, when when you hear what China is doing and, and the great extent that they're causing damage in so many ways, and then you think about this, our, our buffoon governor stumbling over and crushing this poor little kid. Uh, but, you know, but of course he's going to run for president, of course. Um well, another California product who's a huge embarrassment, Kamala Harris. Uh, she was on 60 Minutes last night. Uh, you could not torture me enough to get me to watch Kamala Harris on 60 Minutes. Anybody watch this thing? Just the minute of audio I had to grab for you. Yeah, well, this is this is all I'd want. I, I, I'd want this minute. Uh, she was asked about the possibility... What happens if uh, Joe Biden can't run for re-election? Listen to this. We were talking to some Democratic donors, mm-hmm. and they have told us that should something befall President Biden and he is not able to run, mm-hmm. that there would be a free-for-all for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line why is that well first of all i'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because joe biden is very much alive and running for re-election so but you do are. know i mean that is a concern and, and a legitimate concern i would say i hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things but let me just tell you i'm focused on the job i truly am our democracy is on the line, Bill. And I frankly, in my head, do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> there. That's it, because I say so. That's it. <laughs> there is a guy named Dean Phillips. He's a congressman, uh, and he's running in the New Hampshire primary, for starters, against Biden, because he says every single person he talks to in the Democratic Party tells him they're worried that Biden is fading fast and isn't going to make it. And he said every one of them is afraid to say it out loud. Every one of them. 
In fact, I just uh, saw an interview with, uh, or read, read about an interview with James Carville, who was Clinton's uh, chief strategist uh, years ago. And he's he's been publicly saying that, you know, Biden's in serious cognitive decline here. And he says he gets phone calls from everybody else in the Democratic Party and says, Jim, you can't talk about this. You can't say this out loud. Well, you feel the same way. Yeah, I know, but you can't say it out loud. Joe Biden is very much alive. <laughs> so they just repeat the same cliches over and over again. Yeah, technically he's alive, but often he's not functional. And you think about Joe Biden at the age of 86. You think of Joe Biden running a full-blown campaign next year. It's They're all talking about it internally. There's probably 10 men and women who want to run for the Democratic nomination if Biden disappears. And most of the donors are not going to back Kamala Harris, and she knows it. That's it. So, every you know, again, we, we're our public life is all fake. It's all pretend. Nobody says what they really feel. Nobody says what they're talking privately. And she pretends that it it doesn't even cross her mind. She's just so overcome with her duties. What? Of course, she does. They don't give her any duties. She's got nothing to do. <laughs> ah, stuff is crazy. Well, one of the. Uh, clowns running uh for to replace biden is obviously gavin newsom which is why he went to china his cover story is that it's you know delicate climate conversations uh but his entire persona was crystallized by what happened uh, yesterday when he flattened a young chinese student on the playground a very small child while playing basketball Yes, get that ready, too, so people understand the context. Context. We'll talk more coming up. John and Ken should. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand. It's a podcast. It's uh, just exactly like the radio show, and you can listen to whatever you missed. Now, Ken is away today. Uh, I didn't know about this until Eric sent it to all of us last night. I had, a few, a, I had a few listeners tag me in at first. Oh, yeah. This this made the rounds fast. This uh, really took off online. It's only a 20-second video. Now, I'm going to play it here to myself. We, we, we can't show a video on the air, obviously, which is too bad because this is just so good. And um, but we can I can describe what's what's going on. Now, just let me. Uh, oh, of course, this thing would pick the uh, pick this moment to reload. The hell, that's not right. Gavin doesn't want you to talk about him. No, I feel like I'm being uh, blocked or something. I've been I've been I've been playing this all day without was, any trouble, was, and then he was talking to Chinese hackers, and he they're blocking you now. I, you know what? Nothing would surprise me. Nothing at all. Well, let, let me let me reload this whole thing here. Look at that. I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing but circles spinning around. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, now I'm going to stop it. So this is his Chinese trip, and he's at a school, outdoor court, painted green, fenced in, and these little kids are wearing their. Of course, they're wearing red and white uh, uniforms to honor the Communist Party. He's uh, wearing a white dress shirt and looks like uh, blue pants, blue jeans, can't tell. And now he used to be a really good basketball player in high school. Dippity do, dippity do, Gavin, Gavin, he loves you. And that is a recreation of the actual high school chant the cheerleaders used to serenade him with as he came down court. Dippity do, dippity do, Gavin, Gavin, he loves you. He fancied himself as a really good dribbler. When he was in high school. And he's got a real ego about him. And so he wanted to show off to these kids. So as the video starts, he's holding the ball. He's tossing it into the air, twirling it on his finger. It falls off his finger, so he tries again. Falls off. Now he takes it, and he spins around dribbling, and boom! Flattens a kid. And they start rolling around on the ground, and Gavin... Puts his arm around the kid on the ground like in a bear hug to try to help lift him. Yes, that is the sound of the kid's head hitting the ground. It was terrible. The thing is, he was in, there was one kid directly in front of him. So he was trying to show off his one-on-one -on -one move. He was going to dart around to, the, to his left, the kid's right, and then dribble his way to a basket. That was his intent. But he was so focused on the kid in front of him that when he finally moved left, he didn't notice he was double teamed. 
and there was a second child to his left. And he just wiped the kid out. Bailed right over him. Yeah, like a truck. <laughs> I mean, the kid, the kid literally sets up for a charge, and he just barrels right over him. <laughs> he never saw him. No, no but you're, you're not supposed to see a double team coming. <laughs> no, he didn't see the kid had snuck up on him, and had closed off his lane. He had nowhere to go. And he's twice the kid's size. And this is like a metaphor. He is He's so arrogant, and he, and, and he, he, he loves to show off. But he just doesn't have the smarts. He doesn't have what it's what it takes. You know, when when you do a drive like that, you've got to have some awareness. Look around and see if there's another player blocking you. This just especially re- if it, this just reminds, like, reminds me. Of, it just reminds me of when he was painting the graffiti over the the freeway for the photo yes. op. Imagine yeah. if he just drops the paint roller off the bridge. <laughs> That's the equivalent of this. He's just and, trying to show off his basketball skills for a photo op and just completely makes a fool of himself. Wasn't he wearing like a tight shirt that day? Yes, he was wearing like a t-shirt see, to make himself look like right. he was in the streets. Right, yeah, and to, to, to show off his his uh, his puny muscles. And, and this is the guy. It's like, just look at me. Look how talented I am. Because, you know, in his head, he's hearing the cheer. He's hearing the girls cheering for him. And, he, and now you're going to show off. You show off to guys your age. You still show off to little Chinese kids. Obviously, he's he can dribble around a little kid half his size. Obviously, he could he could make a shot over the kid. What are you doing here? Yeah, if he if he travels to D.C. and goes and plays a game against Obama, then yeah, I'll be impressed. Uh-huh. Now he's, he's right. showing off and dribbling <laughs> against little Chinese kids. This is this because is nothing special. The hoop is the hoop's not even ten feet. It's like a seven foot rim. I played with my sons and and and, and their friends. I, you, there's a certain way you conduct yourself when you're an adult. You don't prove that you're an adult, and they're all much smaller than you are. Yeah, and they're they're a thirty year weight. These these kids are the age where you let them win. Yes, exactly. No, that's the thing. He was showing off. I don't know. What do you think these kids were? Nine, ten years old? Oh, younger. I think they're like six or yeah. seven. <laughs> And the thing is, he's going to China to show off uh, his his uh, uh, his climate change credentials, right? He wants to work with China on climate change. But he never brought up all the thousand different ways China pollutes the planet. Whatever you think of America, China fouls the planet far, far worse. And Mike Gallagher is a congressman, and he's chairman of the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. And he took on Newsom's uh, trip to China. And he said, let's look at their environmental record. And I don't know if you saw any of this in the news coverage, what China actually does to the environment. According to the World Bank, China is responsible for 33% of all the global greenhouse emissions. More than every other developed country combined. You add up all the developed countries in the world, China blows out more greenhouse gas than the rest combined. Is that amazing? The United States and Europe have been reducing carbon emissions. China's emissions continue to skyrocket 10% just in the last year. Last year, the Communist Party opened an average of two new coal plants every week, which is six times more than the rest of the world combined. China approved last year alone more coal plant capacity 
than it currently exists on the entire continent of Europe. China causes a staggering 2 million deaths a year, according to the World Health Organization. That's from pollution. And by the way, real pollution, not this fake greenhouse gas pollution. The Chinese Communist Party, according to Gallagher, is busy destroying the oceans with fishing fleets at 10 to 100 times the size of the U.S. and Europe fleets combined. Fishing illegally, effectively strip mining the world's oceans. Because of the Chinese predatory fishing practices, 90% of the world's fisheries are either fully exploited or depleted. 80% of the groundwater in China is polluted. 80% of the major river basins are unsafe for human contact. The um, And the most... And they use um, the largest scale most extensive system of forced labor in the world by far. Uh, they use the Uyghurs who are forced to process seafood for export and to produce the batteries that power electric vehicles. Yeah, those batteries in those uh, environmentally correct electric vehicles, they come from slave labor, the Uyghurs. I, I, I can go on and on, but you get the point. Newsom talked about none of these things. The news coverage covered none of these things. China is destroying the environment more than everybody else combined. It's barely touched on. Instead, we're constantly lectured and scolded. More coming up. John and Ken show. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Ken is out. Uh, we're uh, always on till uh, one till four. And then after four o'clock, John and Ken on demand the podcast. You can hear what you missed. Uh, some people were wondering. Uh, Matthew Perry died over the weekend. And that's uh, two picks in the ghoul pool. Uh, you get four or five points, I would think, for Matthew Perry. So that, that's the scoreboard there. Um, this just broke last hour. Frazier Baum, the guy who killed four Pepperdine students in Malibu uh, in that wild crash, uh, has been released on $4 million bond. $4 million. It was originally $8 million. They, the judge cut it to four. And uh, he's been released. Uh, uh, he's actually released on Friday, but they just uh, discovered this through jail records today. L.A. Times had it about... Uh, an hour and a half ago. And finally, you know, we, we've told you probably don't know unless you listen to our show regularly, but the Democratic Socialists of America are this far left wing progressive anarchist group that has infiltrated local politics. And we have three of the city council members who belong to that group and also our city, uh, city attorney. One of them is Hugo Soto Martinez, and one of his top aides, Josh Androsky, senior advisor, uh, was uh, quit after making Holocaust jokes online about the comedian Amy Schumer. Androsky, who's just absolute vermin, 
had worked as a political consultant for three of the L.A. City Council's 15 members. <clears throat> so this is what, that's what this crowd is about. They're about, they're, they're top advisor uh, trades and Holocaust jokes. Uh, of course, uh, Soto Martinez didn't fire him, allowed him to resign. And by the way, the Soto, uh, Soto Martinez is chairman of the council's Civil Rights Committee. Uh, he did uh, give a statement saying these anti-Semitic and mis uh, misogynistic posts sickened me and have accepted his resignation. What you should have done is immediately fire him and made that clear. But instead, uh, it was a phone call. It's like, uh, could you resign? Would it be okay? Um, there was... Uh, there was some podcast that uh, went after Amy Schumer because she posted a political cartoon that Palestinians uh, were offended by. Um, and also to protesters. See, that's who you have to always please. You have to please, please protesters. Um, and, and, and so uh, Androsky, who's Jewish, and a one-time comedian joined in with these uh, anti-Semitic jokes about Schumer. I won't even read them. They're kind of they're stupid. Yeah, but he kept he kept going. He, like he did this uh, a couple of times, and, and, and it's gross stuff. And um, he worked for Nithya Raman. He worked for Unisys Hernandez, and also and these these are all. Socialist, communist, anarchist city council members. Soto Martinez paid Androsky's company $108,000 as part of last year's campaign. He also worked on uh, Aaron Darling's campaign, who was Mike Bonin's protege. Bonin's chief of staff was also a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. So these are really horrible, hateful people. And um, Andrusky's gone now. All right, we got Conway here. Hey, now. Yeah, ding dong with you, buddy. Come on. Let's roll around. What's going here. on? Well, we've got the high-speed rail modification L.A. to Anaheim segment. Uh, we'll uh, chit-chat about that. You know, if they simply took that money and put it into, uh, you know, finding a place for homeless or some other item that, you know, annoys the hell out of everybody, including the homeless... Man, we could have wiped out a lot of things, you know. Instead, high-speed rail to uh, nowhere. So we'll talk high about that. Speed. Matthew Perry is in the news. I don't know where you were when you found out that Matthew Perry. If somebody were to tell you that name, Matthew Perry, would you have would you have known who that was? I knew who he was. Yeah, you did. I used to watch a lot of Friends. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know you were a big fan of Friends. I was a moderate fan. My my boys were really into it. Yeah, yeah. My wife yeah, and daughter so really into it. I, I missed uh, most of its first run because the boys were tiny. So Me at too. 8 o'clock, I was tucking in and doing uh, uh, reading stories. Ah, but I then, was. Yeah, good. I was working. But then as they as they got older, uh, they found the reruns, and I started watching the reruns with them. Yeah, I was working uh, at the time, so I missed all of Friends. I missed all of Seinfeld. I missed uh, a lot of uh, television. I had to watch it in reruns. But um, when Matthew Perry said, I hope that, you know, the first thing out of people's uh, off their lips when I pass away is not friends. That's impossible. You know, that's what he's known for. Friends. 
You know, he wanted to say that he was, you know, helping people to get sober, which I think is sensational. But everybody knew him as friends. But what percentage of actors, John, do you think, you know, when you're 18, 19 years old, would you're take ask me some awful questions? Would right take now. this guarantee? All of the fame that comes along with friends, all the money, but you die in a hot tub at 54. I'll bet 90% of actors would take that deal. Yeah, but he suffered along the way. I you know, know that. He, he didn't, it didn't seem like he enjoyed the whole ride. I get it. I'm still telling yeah. you, those actors would take that deal. I would take that deal. You would take, you'd, well, you'd be gone by now. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, all right, that and, uh, and uh, much, much more. We also have, um, uh, obviously, the 60s closing, and we'll, uh, Angel will tell you how to uh, work around that. 60 freeway closing. I don't know if it's for good or temporary. We'll find out. For good, yes. <laughs> all right, ding dong with you. And we'll They're recap the weekend, down. the, the uh, Morongo weekend. That'll be great. All right, Conway's next. Woo! And Kirch has got the news live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.